Hello, hello. Welcome to Pish Posh Pages, your favorite no-strings-attached book club podcast. Here's how it works. I'll release short podcast episodes after I finish books. There's no set schedule, no required reading, and no rules. I want to turn my solo activity of reading into more of a conversation. I love hearing other people's thoughts and opinions on books, so now you'll get mine too. <laughs> Looking for book recs? Want to know my big takeaways from my recent reads? Want to hear what I loved or hated about the last book I read? You'll find out all that here at Pish Posh Pages. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm excited to have you a part of the club. Now, let's talk books. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Pish Posh Pages. My name is Lindsay, and you guys know that. Uh, In this episode, I'm talking about a cult book. I took a little bit of a break from the podcast. I've been busy with the holidays, the new year, reading, all of that. So, this one. It's called Slonum Woods 9. It is a cult book. Why did I pick up this book? Okay. I picked up this book because I've seen it multiple times when people are putting together either blog posts or videos about cult books. If you know me, if you've listened to the podcast before, you may know, you may not know, I love reading about cults, specifically cult memoirs, and my favorite cult to read about is the FLDS, but there's lots. There's lots out there. I've read lots, and I will link in the show notes to my personal blog post with all of the cult book recommendations that I have. This is a cult book. It was on all these recommended lists. It sounded interesting, and alas, it was not good. Sorry. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, Once again, the book's called Slonim Woods 9, and the author is Daniel Barbin Levin. It's a memoir. It's set in New York City and the outskirts of New York City, Sarah Lawrence campus. This is a memoir. I love memoirs, especially cult memoirs. I don't know what happened here. I really, really do not. I just, it's not that I don't understand the story. I just don't know how somebody could take a book that was about such a crazy, dramatic, and traumatic experience in their life and just make it so boring and just drag on and on and on and this person is a writer they're a poet they went to school graduate school too for poetry they're a writer by trade and this is what they came up with I'm, I was so disappointed I I finished it because I was like committed to the book I was committed to you know reading another book about cults I kind of made it a goal of mine this year to read six cult books um I might even I thought about reading 12, but that's kind of a lot. So, uh, six cult books, and so this was my first one. And it was interesting, but also not that interesting. This is much more of a, while all cults are scams with the con artist leading the way, this one was much more of like a scam artist, con artist kind of thing for a small group of college kids than it was your typical full-on cult of people drinking the Kool-Aid. But Daniel and his college friends were definitely drinking the Kool-Aid from Larry. (sighs) Larry is our cult leader in the sense he was the father of one of Daniel's roommates and friends in college. He got out of jail and came to visit his daughter on campus and decided to live there for a while. He had nowhere else to go. He started telling all these crazy stories about how his uh, ex-wife, I can't remember now if the name's Tabitha or Talia, 
um, anyways, that's his daughter, if her, um, like, they were saying, like, her mom was making up these crazy rumors about him, and then he lived on campus with them, and he came in just talking to them, like, very philosophically, <sighs> telling them, like, where they were going wrong in life, getting into these really deep conversations, and these are vulnerable college kids, and, of course, they have questions about the meaning of life and their choices and if they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing and of course there's emotional people and this book it's wild he would get them to talk about sex he would get them to open up and say that they had suicidal thoughts sometimes they did sometimes they didn't he was planting these ideas in their head he was extremely emotionally manipulative and just like trying to get to like the very like core root of these people he was really big on planting ideas into these people's heads and daniel was kind of a skeptic at first he was like i don't know why do you why is everyone telling me i need to talk to larry and they're like he's just gonna show you the way and this like old man guru dad figure in college he just tried to lead the way and he, oh my gosh, he just like kept going and going and telling these kids like, oh, I know what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Or this is what's wrong with your life. This is why you're unhappy. And they're like, I'm unhappy because I don't know what I want to do with my life or I don't have a job. They're like, no, it's because of your childhood. It's because you hate your dad, right? Isn't it? Isn't it? And it's like, it was wild. I'm making it sound more exciting than it is, though, because the way that it was written was not good. Uh, a little bit more about the book. Daniel then leaves. Where does he go? Oh, he goes to study abroad. Oh, wait, no, before that. <sighs> See, I can't even keep it straight just because it was just like it dragged on forever. So in the summer... These kids who are all living in like dorms together end up living in Larry's apartment in New York City in Manhattan and things get even weirder and weirder and then there's some sexual stuff going on and it's just weirder and very controlling and manipulative and then somehow Daniel decides that he's going to study abroad. I'm surprised that he studied abroad. I would have thought that he would have stayed with Larry and his friends but he studied abroad and uh, then he comes back and he's like, I don't have anywhere to go. And so he goes back to live with Larry in the city and then he's getting controlled and controlled more. And then one day he decides he's had enough and he leaves. And that's it. And he doesn't really like force his friends or even have this deep conversation with his friends that they need to get out. He just kind of like slips away. And I understand he was like really like kind of scared to confront them about Larry, but it was just... It was just weird. It was very surreal. Uh, it was, And it just went on and on and on. And there was some things, especially like the whole first half of the book was just, it really dragged and it really didn't seem like a cult. And then we get into the culty behavior, which is of course how cults work. Of course it seems all normal and good for you and self-help and blah 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 guru stuff. And then you're like, oh no, this is a cult. But it was a cult it, it it was or a mini cult maybe and it was extremely extremely manipulative it just could have been written so much better it really could have I'm sorry Daniel I'm sorry you went through this I'm sorry to all these kids um young adults who went through this like Larry is fucked up it's disgusting, it's disturbing the things that he did and the way that he manipulated people. And it's really frustrating how they just... 
they just gave in and it's so hard to see like wow this could happen this could happen on any college campus and this happened before social media and I don't know if that would have made things better or worse but um these kind of manipulation tactics work all the time on people whether it's yeah cults or religions or businesses these kind of tactics can work over and over and over again and so that's a quick synopsis of the book and my thoughts but I like to read y'all a one star and a five star review or a low rating and a high rating review from the public to see what they think and how my thoughts match up with theirs and I found some good reviews so hold on a sec here we go I'm excited to share these ones with you Okay, I usually start with the low star review, so I'm going to do that. This is a two star from Ellie Philly Vegan. <laughs> I don't think that's her real name. Uh, two out of five stars, subject line is disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I don't know how the author managed to take such a crazy, interesting story and make it painstakingly boring. I honestly didn't even finish it. Part of me wanted to skip to parts where things with Lawrence got real, real bad, but this book was so monotonous that I just don't even care to hear anymore about the story. Which is saying a lot because I was really excited to read this book because I was super into learning everything I could about the whole situation before. So I don't know if they heard about this somewhere else. I know there's plenty of, you know, true crime stuff out there, YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff. I had not heard about about this specific cult instance before and I don't know if there's other books from people who are in this. It was a very small group of young adults so I, I don't know. I do kind of want to see if somebody else has put out any other content surrounding this that is more digestible because this one is just... Oh, I don't understand why it's being recommended so much. I just really don't. Uh, I actually have two five-star reviews to read, which is surprising for a book that I really did not enjoy very much, but you'll find them interesting. Five out of five stars. Amazing writing and story. One of the best memoirs, and I could not put it down. As outrageous and painful as the story was, you could easily see it happening to you during one's younger years, given the right circumstances. I can't wait to read more from the writer. Excellent. I, this book did not, the only reason this book made me want to read more from the author was because I was curious if his poetry was as bad as his writing in this book. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, here's the interesting five-star review. Subject line is fascinating story. I actually met Larry Ray on several occasions while I worked in code enforcement for the town of Piscataway, New Jersey. I think that's how you say it. I'm sorry, New Jersey. Uh, my encounters with Larry included much of the same dialogue described in this book. Larry was a con artist in every sense of the word. I also met Isabella briefly, who I had witnessed on several occasions doing yard work in her underwear. I feel badly for all the victims affected in the story and hope that one day they will recover from this horrific torment inflicted by Larry Ray. That's interesting, right? I love when you're scrolling, and I don't know how valid this stuff is. I really don't, but I love scrolling through reviews and seeing people write stuff like that. Sometimes you scroll through reviews, though, and you see the opposite. Like, this person's a liar. That's not the case. And I, ugh, I don't like seeing those ones, but you never know. You never know what is true and what's false. I think, I think Daniel was telling the truth. I definitely do. I just really wish he would have told it in a better story. I really do. Uh, but it is what it is. Am I glad I read this book? I guess. I guess just because it might lead me to some other cult content 
and it's like one of those ones that was on the list. I gotta read you guys the intro to this book, or the blurb, I guess. Whatever is on like the back of the book, or when you're looking to purchase this book, what is there to entice you? Because it sounds so much better. It sounds so much better than it was, and I'm sorry. And maybe you'll read it and you'll love the writing style, but I doubt it. I would say skip it. I really would, which is unfortunate for me because I'm the huge cult book girly. That is me. I am the cult book gal. But this one, no. It just didn't do it for me. It just did it. And like I said, I will link in the show notes my cult book blog post with a bunch of recommendations for you. Here is the the blurb. Oops. In September 2010, at the beginning of the academic year at Sarah Lawrence College, a sophomore named whoops, a sophomore named Talia Ray asked her roommates if her father could stay with them for a while. No one objected. Her father, Larry Ray, was just released from prison, having spent three years behind bars after a conviction during a bitter custody dispute. Larry Ray av- arrived at the dorm a communal house called Slonham Woods 9 and stayed for the whole year. Over the course of innumerable counseling sessions and family meetings, the intense and forceful Ray convinced his daughter's friends that he alone could help them achieve clarity. Eventually, Ray and the students moved into a small Manhattan apartment, beginning years of manipulation and abuse as Ray tightened his control over his young charges through blackmail, extortion, and ritualized humiliation. After a decade of secrecy, Larry Ray was finally indicted on charges of extortion, sex trafficking, forced labor, and money laundering. Daniel Barbin Levin was one of the original residents of Slonham Woods 9, beginning the moment Daniel set foot on Sarah Lawrence's idyllic campus and spanning the two years he spent in the grip of a megalomaniac, this brave, lyrical, and redemptive memoir reveals how a group of friends were led from college to a cult without the world even noticing. You see why I was intrigued? Holy moly! It sounds so incredible. It's a good book, but it drags on, and it's a lot of words on a page. It was 272 pages. I'm looking at the the thing right here, and it felt like 500. But, fun fact, it says this book is the inspiration for the upcoming Hulu docuseries Stolen Youth, directed by Zach Heinzerling and co-produced by Daniel Barbin Levin. What? I gotta look into this, guys. Okay, those are my thoughts on the book. As so many other better cult books for you to read. This is, it was interesting, but it was dry. It was real dry. Okay, what else do I have to tell you? I also read, oh my god, I read one of my, uh, just an incredible book, The Perfect Child by Lucinda Berry. Oh, oh my god, that book. Um, and I also read a smut book called Brutal Intentions guess I'm gonna review it even though I get nervous reviewing some of the smut stuff but it was it was taboo to say the least (laughs) so stay tuned for that I just started the Magnolia Parks book so we'll see how I feel about that and that's where I'm at right now if you have cult book recommendations for me send them over I would love to hear them I have not read any books about Nexium yet I just was not into that book with like those books that documentary all of the stuff on Nexium. it just seemed very repetitive but maybe now I'm ready um other cult books I really would like to read like one every two months this year or read six in a year like averaging out to that so we'll see and 
I hope you are enjoying whatever it is you are reading right now. You can always find me on Bookstagram at Pishwash Pages and have a great time. I'll be back next time to talk about more books. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pish Posh Pages. If you loved it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or just share wherever you listen to podcasts. Also follow our bookstagram, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, at Pish Posh Pages for more book talk. We want to have more people in our No Strings Attached book club. I'm so glad that you were here and we'll be talking about more books next time. See you soon and happy reading.